welcome to What Are You Reading, a podcast by the Public Library of Mount Vernon in Knox County. I'm Christy. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to be talking about a couple of books that we picked out that are new to the library uh, or that we were able to read in what's considered an ARC format, which is an advanced reader copy. We do get quite a few advanced reader copies at the library mm -hmm. and you do not have to check them out. It's kind of on a, um, you know, a basis where you can kind of take it home and bring it back. Yep, yep. So before the book becomes this, um, the library gets a copy like this um, and it's an uncorrected proof. Um, so that's why you can't sell it, buy mm -hmm. it, whatever, but you can read it at the library and then bring it back when you're done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting to do that too because sometimes, because it is uncorrected, um, things might change. So mm -hmm. just because you read the ARC doesn't mean that you might not necessarily want to read it when it actually comes to print mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes the, the authors change things. Uh, sometimes the, the covers are different. Mm -hmm. In this case, uh, with yours, Katie, it kind of stayed the same. Yeah, it looks like the, uh, the quote on the cover um, is different, but basically it's the same. I, when I was flipping through it, um, some of the chapter titles were tweaked a little bit, but okay. so far it looks like it's pretty close to the to the finished copy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, sometimes um, I have I've had books that I ended up reading in the print version and there's like an entire chapter that's mm -hmm. been, you know, revised or something like that. Yep. Yep. And fortunately with uh, Films of Endearment, which is my my book. Um, there weren't any surprises as far as adding chapters mm -hmm. um, because the, it was um, a 70-year-old mother and her son who was just turning 40 and they decided to um, watch one movie for each year of the 80s. Oh, wow. um, yeah, which they considered um, to be the most um, influential mm, okay. decade in their lives. Um, in part because it was um, Michael's first uh, full decade of life, mm. and it was his mother's first full decade of being a uh, mother, and the VHS came out. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you were finally able to see feature films without catching them on TV or going wow. to the theater, and you can watch them over and over again. Wow. You know, that's something that we take for granted, being born in like 84 for me, mm -hmm. um, that I've always had access to VHS. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the idea that you could only see it at the movie theater or mm -hmm. when it finally aired on television years and years later. Yep. Yeah, that would definitely make film more accessible. Mm -hmm. And I assume that's them on the cover. Yes, it's, it's the two of them um, on the cover. Um, and the project was born out of um, wanting to him wanting to reconnect with his mother and getting to know her mm -hmm. um, more as a person. Um, and another reason that they picked the 80s and particularly the films they picked were uh, the strong female leads, okay. which you don't really see before or after the 80s as much. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really liked about the the book is if you haven't read the uh, read the movies watch the <laughs> movies um there's enough detail that you know what it's about mm -hmm. but 
it's kind of a doorway to them talking about their life experiences. Okay. So like uh, for 1980, the movie Nine to Five was the movie that they watched, which was, uh... remind me who the... <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking it was uh, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, jo uh, Jane Fonda, uh -huh. and... Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Yes. Yeah, so which dealt with kind of sexism in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And while, after they watched the film, then they discussed it. And it was the first time that his mother like explained to him that she used to work in a typing pool too, and dealt with a lot of the sexism that is portrayed in the movie. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is really interesting that they are able to connect as people, as adults, Mm -hmm. looking back on their lives through film. That, mm -hmm. that is a really neat concept. Yep. And I really like that they didn't, when, uh, since I'm a child of the 80s as well, um, when I think of 80s films, I think of those teen mm -hmm. uh, pop ones, like Say Anything oh, or yeah. 16 Candles, all of the, none of those are in this book. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, I think there were only... I've only seen two of them, and there were maybe only four that I've heard of before. Wow. So mm -hmm. you got an introduction to some films, too, that if they sounded interesting, you might want to check out mm -hmm. yourself. Yep. That's really cool. I know I was excited because we've been talking a little bit about um, the books as we were reading them, and Alien was one of them. Aliens. Aliens. That's yes. awesome. Which the, the kind of topic of that chapter... Which the chapters of the book, um, they're, it has the year on it, and then it has one word titles. So for Aliens, it was Monsters. Ooh. But it ended up talk, they ended up talking about motherhood. Mm -hmm. And how, if you have seen Aliens, that it kind of comes down to two mothers fighting each other. Mm -hmm. Um to a certain extent to protect their children. Mm -hmm. In Ripley's case, it wasn't her biological child, mm -hmm. but she was protecting the little girl and the alien was obviously protecting her eggs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always loved that slant to Aliens. I'm a mm -hmm. horror movie fan, so uh, that, that was a franchise I was excited to hear was, was mm -hmm. included in the chapters. Yeah, I think that was one of the one of the few blockbusters mm -hmm. that were included in the in the book wow. nine to five was probably pretty um popular as well as well as uh, terms of endearment oh mm -hmm. so which uh with a title like films of endearment you would think it would almost have to include yeah terms of endearment <laughs> i wonder if that did that chapter seem to you like kind of a favorite or um it was one of the ones that when um, he kept the list of movies a secret from his mother until okay. like they sat down. Mm -hmm. And when he told her that they were going to watch Terms of Endearment, she basically said, whew, that's a tough one. Oh, yeah. Because it, it is, there's a lot going on in that movie and mm -hmm. it's, it's not an easy watch. And yeah. several of the movies that they mentioned are not necessarily easy to watch, but they are really rich with story and mm -hmm. things going on. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes that, having such a heavy topic 
I'm sure allowed them to talk about their life experiences. Mm -hmm. So that can be a catalyst to you know, mm -hmm. moving forward. Yep. Wow. So would you recommend our patrons pick this one up? I would, especially if you are a movie buff. Mm -hmm. um, and even though each chapter is focused on one movie, he actually mentions a lot of other movies as well because um, he's a film critic by trade. So, okay. and some of those even obscure movies we have at the library. That's awesome. So you yeah. can check them out. I haven't had a chance to check and see if any of the 10 are at the library, but I'm pretty sure most of them are mm -hmm. or available on our streaming services. That's awesome. So you can read along, watch along. Mm -hmm. That's pretty neat. Yep. And look for the stuff that they talk about. Yeah. Um, it's funny because we both picked nonfiction books this mm -hmm. month to talk about. Um, I picked up Technically Food, Inside Silicon Valley's Mission to Change What We Eat by Larissa Zembroff. And um, this struck me because we are moving into such an interesting place in our food. Um, you know, there's a recent study that came out, um, I think it's 2018, she talks about in this book, um, that quite a few, almost half of Americans have at least tried um, a meat substitute or a plant-based option. Mm -hmm. um, so I picked this up just out of interest myself. I'm a big plant-based uh, person. So I was very interested um, mm -hmm. in what I would say is kind of the mystery of um, plant-based foods. Mm -hmm. um, if you're eating something that's processed, Obviously, there's ingredients, right? So mm -hmm. um, the rise of Impossible Burger, the rise of Beyond Meats, um, the Just Company, so like Just Eggs, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, plant-based milks, which mm -hmm. I think is kind of the gateway <laughs> to the plant-based world, right? Mm -hmm. Because everywhere you go, you've got an option, oat milk, coconut milk, almond milk, whatever the case may be, soy mm -hmm. milk. Um, so this was interesting to me largely because this author is a type one diabetic. So mm. that's kind of what made her want to dig further into this new tech, mm -hmm. which it really is kind of new tech. And she was a, a, a tech writer who saw this as kind of a really good way to merge her, her personal life with her work life. Mm -hmm. Being a type one diabetic, she's mm -hmm. constantly looking at labels, food labels, checking mm -hmm. the carb counts, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something which she talks about in this book too, we take for granted. You know, mm -hmm. you kind of, you flip it over, you might look at those calories. If, if you are watching your carbs, you might look at the carbs, but you're just like, ah, okay. You yeah. know, at least I'm very guilty mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, yeah, and I went to school with a guy who would look at the the nutrition label and just be like, oh, I better eat this really fast <laughs> because <laughs> it it's like you look at it, but you don't necessarily digest what is there. Yeah. And did she find that with like the Impossible Burger and the other ones that the ingredient lists were complicated? Yes. And that was what I was very interested in because I am a big fan, um, a big fan of plant-based, you know, meat substitutes. Mm -hmm. And there were quite a few things that I learned through this book that were very interesting. So mm -hmm. um, the use of 
what is called, um, it's H-E-M-E, so if I pronounce it wrong, I think it's like heme, something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, it's kind of that, that agent that makes impossible look very real. Mm -hmm. And thinking of like a plant-based option and thinking automatically, oh, it's probably healthier because it's mm -hmm. a plant-based option. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. So because of these chemicals, because of this new tech where we're bioengineering our food, mm -hmm. sometimes there are ingredients that are so close to ingredients, not ingredients, but building blocks that make up actual animal proteins. Mm -hmm. They often include the same health risks. Okay. So that mm -hmm. is something that I was unaware of really um, mm -hmm. until now. And I'm definitely going to start checking my labels way, way closer. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I found that to be really, really interesting. And this rise of companies, specifically Silicon Valley mm -hmm. startups that saw this burgeoning market and mm -hmm. saying, hey, we are tech-based, we can start engineering these products mm -hmm. and totally flipping, you know, and moving into creating food, becoming farmers mm -hmm. in a way. Um, so I found that to be really interesting. She went behind the scenes with a lot of these companies. She did mm -hmm. a lot of interviews, um, CEOs of these companies. She was given unprecedented access mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to their facilities, many of which she said were kind of shockingly similar to meat processing companies that she had been in oh, to, wow. where she had to mm -hmm. remind herself, especially impossible because they have always marketed themselves as the burger that bleeds, mm -hmm. um, as, you know, unsavory as that sounds. Uh, but she said it was really interesting to be on the floor at the factory and seeing mm -hmm. this, you know, red, um, like kind of beet juice, the heme ingredient mm -hmm. where it does look like it looks like ground beef yes. instead of whatever it's made of. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And she does something very similar to what you saw in your book in that each chapter is kind of a very, like, just a crisp little title. Mm -hmm. So, like, chapter one is algae. So we learned about um, the way that we're using algae and the fact that there are so many different types of algae and they're edible. Mm -hmm. So ways that we can turn algae into foods and how, you know, that might be a healthy alternative. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about uh, fungi because, you know, that has always been a really popular um, kind of meat substitute before mm -hmm. we were engineering meat, uh, mm -hmm. you know, plant-based meats. Um, pea protein is another mm -hmm. one that, you know, has been super popular. She goes down the list. Um, she even has a chapter on upcycling our food, so how we can use what we would consider compost to actually create new foods out of our food waste. Okay. So that was really interesting. Um, and we ended with, um, you know, what, what are we eating in 20 years? Mm -hmm. Because that is really something that we unfortunately do have to address with our growing population and our mm -hmm. dwindling natural resources mm -hmm. is how are we going to continue to feed the population of the world? Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of talk about vertical farming as well. You know, mm -hmm. other things that we can do um, as a society to um, shrink our carbon footprint, mm -hmm. um, you know, growing as much of our own food as we can, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just ways to reduce our general 
footprint on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I would definitely recommend this. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, and I remember um, in the before times, yeah. when I went to uh, Disney World, they had the sustainable farming. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And I'll never forget that they had, like, a fish tank. And then their plants, so it's, you've got the hydroponics where they're grown in water mm -hmm. instead of soil. And then the fish eat the roots and then their poop mm -hmm. fertilizes the, the food. So then it just keeps going and there's no waste because they're using yeah. all of everything. Absolutely. And I've noticed recently, I like the idea of gardening. I don't actually do it. <laughs> yeah, same, but, same. Um, I've noticed a lot of books recently on how to take like your celery stem and you stick it in the ground and it grows more celery. And yes. that seems fascinating to me. Is that something that she, she mentions in like the upcycling chapter? Yes, definitely. We're seeing a lot of that, especially in cities where you might not have access to green space. Mm -hmm. So um, the potatoes, celery, um, you know, artichokes, like there's quite a few things that uh, people are starting to realize, hey, I might have a 70 square foot apartment. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely a reality for some people um, that I've got a window and I have mm -hmm. a glass jar and mm -hmm. I can start at least a part of my diet I can keep producing for myself, mm -hmm. which is absolutely liberating and very exciting, mm -hmm. you know? So um, the upcycling chapter is actually very, very interesting. And a lot of things I had not even thought of, mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, being able to use your compost or using these just mm -hmm. stems or just little bits of food mm -hmm. to create more food. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that might be kind of the wave of the future. Yeah, I feel like that would be something, especially with um, certain areas that do not typically have access to fresh food, they can maybe get one of these stems and then start the start the cycle. And it, for me, it seems almost cost more cost effective too. You buy mm -hmm. like a two dollar stock of celery, and then who knows how many times you can regrow that celery. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like this is something that um, is definitely going to help uh, in many ways mm -hmm. and kind of change people's lives. Mm -hmm. Being, having access to fresh food. Um, you know, we definitely discuss food deserts, that mm -hmm. kind of thing as well. So getting that knowledge out there, I think is the most important thing, mm -hmm. right? To let people know that there are resources and ways that we can start doing things that might help all of us mm -hmm. in the end. And her outlook is kind of the same as mine um, in that I'm very excited for all of these new products. Um, you know, the ability to go to a fast food restaurant and get a plant-based burger, which you can do almost everywhere now or a plant-based mm -hmm. option is very, very exciting, mm -hmm. but also being very aware that those ingredients, although they might be a slightly healthier, healthier choice, they do have 
quite a bit of processing that goes into them. So mm -hmm. still paying attention to those labels, um, you know, still making sure that you're looking after your own health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And eating all of just one thing is probably not a good idea, regardless of what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. The more plants, the better, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, just definitely paying attention and, you know, not substituting something that is bad for something that's equally as bad. Mm -hmm. So just being more aware. And, um, you know, I really felt for her because reading her story as a type one diabetic was um, also very eye opening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't have too much experience with that in my life. So reading mm -hmm. from somebody's perspective um, that has to deal with seeing food at a macro level Mm -hmm. um, definitely changed my perspective. Mm -hmm. So um, anyone that's interested in just learning more about your body, about what you're putting into your body and mm -hmm. how that affects the planet, I would definitely suggest um, this book. It's, it's fantastic. And it's new. I'm the first person to read it. So <laughs> <laughs> stop in, check it out. Um, just super enjoyed it. And it's, it's pretty, even though it looks dense and I took a lot of notes, um, it, it is very accessible. It was very reader friendly. Great. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us uh, again this month. And if you like this video, like, subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up. Um, and we'll be back. Uh, we're probably going to have some special guests sprinkled in for the rest of the year. So be on the lookout mm -hmm. for that. And we'll continue to talk about some new reads. Yep. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank Bye -bye. you.